You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Always fabulous to be with you here on Listen Up. Grant Napier with you on this Monday edition. Hope you had a fabulous weekend. We got a lot going on, an off day in the World Series. Uh, Monday Night Football, not exactly a good matchup as uh, the 2-5 and five Giants are at the 3-4 and four Chiefs. But we do have a lot of NFL to talk about. The Kings off. They play in Utah tomorrow. Full slate of NBA games that begin here in about an hour. You know the routine. If you want to get on with me, just raise your hand, hit that hand icon, and we will put you right on. So we got a little bit of everything. Of course, uh, you look at the NFL yesterday, and I know a lot of people are probably out of the survivor pool if they were still in it, taking the Bengals to beat the Jets. How about Mike White? Have you ever heard of Mike White before yesterday? Seriously. How about that kid? 37 of 45, 405 yards, three touchdowns. And already in New York, he has become like a fixture after watching Zach Wilson, you know, and, and how badly he's been and how bad the Jets have been. How about that guy? Mike White, a scout team quarterback, mostly with Dallas and the Jets, steps onto the field and looks all world. So, uh, you know, that's that's why we watch sports, man. You know, that that's why we get into it. You just never, ever know. And then you look at what happened yesterday, and you look at the uh, AFC East. Uh, Buffalo is going to run away and hide there. Now, all of a sudden, with Cincinnati losing to the Jets, you've got Baltimore at 5-2, Cincinnati at 5-3. All of a sudden, the Browns are in last place in the AFC North. Boy, how about the injury to the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry? They stand in at 6-2, and and they've got a three-game lead in the division. But now without Henry, who's going to have foot surgery tomorrow, that completely changes their look around. I think best running back uh, in football. And then with the Chargers losing at home yesterday, uh, the Raiders now at five up and two down, uh, they had a bye this weekend. NFC East, Dallas running away and hiding four-game lead in the loss column. Uh, Same thing with Green Bay, seven up and one down after the Vikes lose to the Cowboys last night. So it's going to be Dallas, Green Bay, and the South and the West, too close to call. You got the Bucks at 6-2, and two, the Saints at 5-2. and two. Saints have won three in a row, but now they're going to have to get another quarterback as Winston is done. Bucks uh, fall in New Orleans and in the West. Arizona at 7-1, and one, the Rams at 7-1. and one. How about the move today by the Rams, huh? You pick up Von Miller? How about that? Is that something else or what? How about that? Von Miller goes from the Broncos to the Rams. 
How good does that defense look? Wow. I mean, that's pretty impressive. You look at Von Miller, who was very emotional, we understand, uh, saying goodbye to his teammates uh, in Denver. But the Rams are going to send the Broncos a second-round pick and a third-round pick uh, next year for Von Miller. You put Miller on the field with Aaron Donald, oh, boy. Wow. Um, Man. When uh, Miller left the Broncos facility, he was sitting in the back of an SUV, and he said, quote, it's still kind of hard to put in the words. It's still kind of raw. But thank you. Thank everybody. And off to L.A., it's still hard. You can't really put it in the words. Somebody told me once you want to make God laugh, then make plans. You've just got to keep going, keep taking it one day at a time. I've got a beautiful baby boy, had a lot of beautiful years here, a lot of great memories, a lot of great teammates, a lot of great coaches, a lot of great fans. How about that? That's a big-time move for the L.A. Rams. Let's get to uh, some calls today on this Monday edition here on Listen Up. And if you want to call, all you have to do is hit your uh, hand icon. And when I put you in queue, just hit your microphone button like Jay. Jay, welcome. You'll get us off here and running on a Monday. How are you today, sir? Yeah, hey, Grant. Great uh, great talking to you. Um, uh, I usually don't get to spend any time with you on Monday, so this is awesome. Hey, yeah, the the, the weekend in football, yeah, I, I'm not much of a better, but, I, you know, uh, just, just to do a little bit to keep the games interesting. And, yep, you know, the, the Jets messed that all up and uh, killed me on my survivor pole. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, who, you know, of all of all the games, that's the one you think, okay, well, that one, that one's the lock of the year, right there. And um, turns turns out, nope, nope, the Bengals, you know, they can they can look like world beaters the previous weekend and <clears throat> lose to Mike White, um, a new quarterback, new system uh, the next week. That's the NFL for you. It sure is. Absolutely. Mike White, I mean, he wasn't just good. He was phenomenal yesterday, over 400 yards and 37-45. You know, and again, he didn't really throw the ball deep down the field. He took what the defense gave him, uh, and it was very, very effective. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Good for him. Yep. Yeah, you know, uh, Von Miller going to the Rams, uh, you know, good for the Rams. You know, they're, they're like, we're all in this year, and we're going to do it, and uh, it'll probably end up being just fine for the Broncos. I don't think they were going to do anything this year. and Getting a couple picks for uh, – for an aging uh, Von Miller is probably good. He, he probably has a couple couple years left in them, but if they use those draft picks right, they'll be fine. But yeah, good good for the Rams on on moving forward. I don't see the I don't see the Niners being able to turn things around uh, this year. So it looks like it's going to be the Cardinals and the Rams down the the stretch here. What do you think about that? Oh, I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, those are you know both those teams are going to be in the playoffs, barring a, a catastrophic injury. It's just a matter of who's going to win the division. Obviously, the Cardinals have the upper hand. They've already won against the Rams this year, and it was in L.A., so they get the Rams you know later in the season in their stadium. So you know, right now, uh, to me, it looks like it's going to be the Cardinals as the team to beat. But now, all of a sudden. You know, you add Miller to Donald, and that defense in L.A., which is already really good, you know, just gets that much better. So that that's going to be a lot of fun there. I mean, I, I'll tell you right now, I could see both those teams, even the wild card team, you know, winning a couple games and ending up in the NFC Championship game. I think they're both that good. Yeah, certainly. You know, and and uh, all of a sudden, Murray looked like he came back down to earth a little bit. Um, uh, yep. I think it was the Green, yeah, the Green Bay loss. So. You know, folks might be figuring out a little bit of what they can do to stop that uh, that, that Cardinal offense a little bit, and you know things might things might tighten up a bit. Hey, over to the NBA real quick, and I'll let you go. Um, the um, uh, wasn't I was real happy with the Kings splitting uh, 
the New Orleans and Dallas, they, they always they don't seem to come out well when they go east and play a early game, anyways. Um, um, and uh, you know, Fox is still like you said, Fox has still got a he's got to get it together for the Kings to to push that 500 mark this year. Um, uh, but it's unfortunate they did lose to Dallas, but not super surprised. Yeah, now they play Utah tomorrow, so you got to figure they're going to lose that game and they'll come home three and four. But, you know, I talk about this on my podcast tomorrow, so I don't want to give it away. But the one thing that has really plagued the Kings over the last uh, more than a decade is their point differential in games. And again, it's only six games, so it's kind of you got to wait till you get about, you know, 20 games in before that number jumps out at you. But they're already off to a minus 2.8 point differential, and that is not good. If you look at the end of the year, every team that makes the playoffs. It has a positive point differential, and to be already at 2.8 uh, is is not good. That is going to have to change if Sacramento is going to make the playoffs. Yeah, agreed. And and you know they've they've come out of, other than the really the New Orleans game, they've come out with a, against a fairly hard start. So it, yeah, I agree. Yep. They're going to probably lose against uh, the Jazz, and then um, I think they have the Nuggets coming up fairly soon after that, and that's going to be a tough game. But the Kings seem to match up well against them, so we'll we'll see how that one goes. But yeah, uh, you know after. After tomorrow, they actually have a pretty favorable schedule coming up because, um, as we all know, without Zion Williamson, the Pelicans are not very good. That game is going to be in Sacramento on Friday. Then Charlotte, who's having a good year, the Pacers only have one win. They're in on Sunday, and then a couple days later, Phoenix is in, and I should say the very next day. It's a back-to-back Sunday and Monday. Uh, and, you know, Phoenix is going to be looking to get back. And they're not off to a really good start, but they, they lost to the Kings in that fanatic finish on Friday. And then you got the Spurs, the Thunder, the Pistons, and Minnesota on the road. But these next games coming up at home, New Orleans and Indiana should absolutely be wins. Both those teams are bad. And then you have Charlotte and Phoenix as the two tough games on the homestand. Yep, yep, excellent. All righty, man. Thank you for your, thank you for what you do. I'll keep listening. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate it. Good stuff right there. You know, I talk about Charlotte, and I'm surprised. I did not think they would be uh, very good. and they're five and two, and they've won three games on the road. You know, they're three and one on the road at five and two, and their point differential is very good at almost three and a half. You know, they beat the Blazers. Uh, they lost to the Heat. They beat the Magic, who are very uh, up and down and not very good right now. They lost to the Celtics, uh, but they beat the Nets. 111-95, they won at Cleveland. They beat a bad Pacers team. But, you know, again, they're a they're a good team this year. They're off to a very good start uh, at 5-2. and two. So if you want to get in on the program today, hit that hand icon, just like Jay did. And if you want to talk some sports, uh, we will do that. Tonight, again, not a great matchup in the NFL with the Giants. And you talk about the Giants who, I, I don't know how they beat Carolina the way they did last week. Uh, Sam Darnold was terrible in that game. I mean, no Saquon Barkley. You know, your best receivers are out. And I guess both uh, Kadarius Tony and Sterling Shepard, the wide receivers, are at last point. I saw they were, you know, game time decisions. So, you know, I haven't heard anything in the last hour or so uh, whether they will play or not. But, you know, the, the Chiefs should. They should have no problem, no problem at all uh, getting back on track against the uh, Giants tonight. They should have no problem uh, whatsoever. Again, bad news for the Titans. 
with uh, Derrick Henry, I guess the word is he could return at the very end of the season and in the playoffs. And the one thing we know about the Titans, they're going to be in the playoffs. So maybe, maybe they get Henry back, but he's going to have surgery on his foot tomorrow. They'll know a lot more tomorrow uh, after his surgery. But you got to remember, it's already November. All right. So maybe, maybe the last week, I mean, to me, you don't bring him back until you make the playoffs if he's good to go. And then what type of player are you getting uh, at that point in time? You know, how many carries would he be able to get? How careful would you be? And everything else. So that is uh, devastating news for a, I don't want to say they're one-dimensional, but when you think of the Titans, what do you think of? You think of Derrick Henry, right? That's what you think of. And now, I just talked about the Giants tonight. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs, who were absolutely embarrassed, embarrassed last week at Tennessee. They didn't even score a touchdown. 27-3. to And, you know, you got a pretty good recipe for getting back on track tonight. And that would be the New York Giants. So, I'll say this. If, if the Chiefs do not win tonight, their season is over. Plain and simple. You lose to the Giants at home on Monday Night Football, are you kidding me? And you go to three and five? Uh, at that point, you can say so long. You can say so long. Best game on the card this week, that Green Bay-Arizona game was tremendous. Uh, Niners go on the road. They beat a Bears team 33-22, to strong fourth quarter. You know, Pittsburgh now, I, I didn't think Pittsburgh would be anything other than a last-place team. They win a slugfest, a dirty game, an ugly game. In Cleveland at the dog pound, 15 to 10. Titans get an overtime win against the Colts, 34 to 31. And again, I told you the big game, to me, there were two interesting games. New England going in and beating the Chargers at home, that was impressive. Going to SoFi and winning 27 to 24. And then, of course, Mike White and what he did, putting 34 up on the board uh, to beat the Bengals, uh, 34 uh, 231. So, you know, those are some of the highlights. It wasn't a great week uh, in the National Football League. Just peeking ahead a little bit to week nine, you've got the Jets and the Colts. So we'll get a chance to see Mike White uh, in prime time. Your other games, you have Minnesota at Baltimore, New England at Carolina, Cincinnati hosts Cleveland, Denver at Dallas, Jacksonville home to Buffalo, uh, Houston at Miami. Word has it. Houston will not be trading Deshaun Watson. The trade deadline tomorrow. Falcons and Saints in New Orleans. Raiders are at the Giants coming off their bye. You've got the uh, Chargers and Eagles in Philly. Green Bay is at Kansas City. Uh, Cardinals travel to San Francisco at 7-1 to take on the Niners. And you have Tennessee at the L.A. Rams on Sunday night. Your Monday night game has Chicago uh, at Pittsburgh. So just peeking ahead a little bit, that is your schedule uh, coming up World Series. It goes back now to a uh, game six in Houston as the Astros get up off the mat after giving up a four run first inning. And boy, you know, you watched the first inning last night. First of all, did anybody stay up for the whole game? I know on the East Coast, I sure as hell did it. Games, you know, still going on past midnight. Uh, it, it's ridiculous how long these get four hour game last night, four hours to watch the World Series. I'm not watching the World Series for four hours. I can, I'm not watching the Astros uh, and the Braves uh, play a four-hour game. Just not doing it. Now, tomorrow, 
again, game six uh, in Houston. And I'm just telling you, if you see, if the Houston Astros win tomorrow, and now Dusty Baker is nine innings away from winning a World Series with, as a manager, that will be some story. Something else. You know, everybody's talking about the chop in Atlanta. How about, like, get over it already, would you please? I mean, it's just ridiculous. First of all, you take the All-Star game out of Atlanta, which was bad enough. And now, you know, talk about the game, would you? Stop talking about the chop. I mean, it's just enough already. Seriously. You know, let the fans do what they want. All right? It's a tradition in Atlanta. I mean, Rob Manford came out last week. Uh, talked about what the Braves have done in that regard. It doesn't seem like a whole bunch of people are upset about it other than some in the media. Relax, all right? Relax, okay? Let the fans have their fun, all right? And unless you have an, an enormous amount of people that are outraged over it, and again, based on what I'm reading, that's not what I'm hearing, okay? You know, if five people are outraged, that doesn't mean you have to stop it. Okay. And again, I'm trying to educate myself on this. I'm trying to read as much as I can. And once again, it seems like an overblown, ridiculous, absurd uh, narrative that's out there uh, as it relates to the tomahawk chop. Uh, I went to a steakhouse last week and I had a tomahawk steak. Do I now have to have them take that off the menu too? I can't now have a tomahawk steak. All right. I got to say, I'm sorry. That's offensive. You need to take that off the menu. I mean, you know, you got PETA wanting to change the name of the bullpen. And I mean, it's just what kind of world are we living in? Seriously, what kind of freaking world are we living in? You know, seriously, do I got to have next time I go to my uh, favorite restaurant and and I don't get it very often. But when I order a tomahawk steak, I now do I have to ask them to just say, you know what? I'm fine. That offensive. Uh, take it off the menu. It's ridiculous. Uh, it really is. But anyway, uh, tomorrow, game six with the Astros and the Atlanta Braves uh, in Houston. All right, why don't we get to uh, some more phone calls here on Listen Up with Dan. Dan, thank you for calling. What can I do for you, Dan? Hi, good to be here. I wanted to ask you about an upcoming NBA game. Um, The Blazers and the 76ers coming up in uh, 45 minutes. Do you think the Blazers have a chance? I know Embiid's not playing, but yeah, I just wanted to hear you. Yeah, you know, the Blazers, to me, are here to miss. You know, they've been very inconsistent this year. And without Embiid, uh, I think they have a great chance of going in there and getting a road win. But, you know, when I look at Portland, they haven't won a road game yet. This is their third one. They're they're treading right now at 3-3. Three and three. You know, I thought that was a bad opening night loss uh, to Sacramento. They had a furious comeback in the fourth, but too little uh, too late. And, you know, they've had some good wins. I, I thought the win against Memphis was a really good game a couple of nights ago. I thought that was their best game of the year. Uh, they also put 134. I can't remember if it was 134 or 135 off the top of my head. You know, when they beat Phoenix after they lost to Sacramento, but they shouldn't have lost to the Clippers by, what was it, 40 points? I mean, you can't lose to the Clip. They're not that good this year. So I don't know what to read, Dan, with the with the Blazers. They're up and down. But without Embiid, uh, Dan, you know – I. Again, I don't know which Blazers team's going to show. If the if the right Blazers team shows up, then I think they'll win in Philadelphia. Yeah, I think it'll be close. Appreciate yeah, I, it. I do too. Thank you very much. You know, again, I don't know what to read with the uh, Blazers. I just looked it up. It was 134, not 135, uh, that they scored against Phoenix. But then they, again, they lose to the Clippers by 40 points. 
I mean, or 30 points, I guess it was. I beg your pardon, 30 points, 116 to 86. It's a bad loss for them. Bad loss. Clippers are not very good this year. You know, when you look at the standings, and again, I know you got to be careful without Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers look like a completely different team, you know, as we know. But the Clippers have one win. They're one and four. And then you got Phoenix, who was the second best team in the West last year. They're two and three. But the Clippers are terrible. Pelicans one and six without Zion. They're awful. Thunder, we knew weren't going to be very good. Houston, we knew weren't going to be very good. But if you look at the 10 teams right now that are in the West, I think it comes down to 11 teams. You know, I think there are 10 teams fighting for 11 spots. I think the Clippers are not going to be there. Uh, Not that I'm ruling them out, but I don't think they will be. Uh, The Rockets, the Thunder, and the Pelicans. Spurs, they're 2-4. and Phoenix, 2-3. and And then Memphis, Portland, Sacramento, all at 3-3. and Lakers will rebound and figure it out. Minnesota's off to a decent start. Uh, Dallas... They've had some very weird games. Denver, we know good. Golden State, we know is good. Utah, we know is good. Uh, so that's why you play 82. But that point different, excuse me, that point differential is a big deal. It's a big deal. Matter of fact, every team in the East is out of the red. Every team. In the West, the Kings are minus 2.8. In Dallas, this is very odd. They're minus 4.7. That's why... You know, you really need to wait 20 games or so before that becomes a very telling statistic. But for the Kings, they have been in that they've lived in the negative the last 15 years. And you're not you're not going to go to the playoffs if you have a uh, minus before the number. Not happening. Can't do it. Not going to happen. Not going to happen at all. Hey, if you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will get you right on. Becoming your way tomorrow again. At 3 o'clock Pacific. Uh, Tomorrow at 1 o'clock Pacific, I will be on No Filter Network with Sean Salisbury. Sean is awesome. I mean, I love doing that show with him. And again, we'll be on tomorrow at 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific. If you have not checked it out, I think you're going to really enjoy it. Uh, Just go to nofilter.net. That's nofilter.net tomorrow, uh, 4 o'clock Eastern and 1 o'clock Pacific. You know, back to the World Series for a moment. You know, so it's 4 nothing at the end of one, and the Astros score two in the second, I think, to kind of start feeling better, you know, about themselves. But now all of a sudden you go to Houston. I'm not crazy about home field. You know, I think home field is – if you can get out of the top of the first without giving up a run, then I like being at home. But, boy, there's something about getting up first and maybe getting a run uh, across the board. Uh, but tomorrow, in Game Six, all right, Game Six in Houston, all right. Who do you like tomorrow? Do you think the Astros force this to a Game Seven? Game. Again. I think Houston's going to send this to a game seven. I think they're going to send this to a uh, game seven. So, you know, again, you're talking about two teams that are both feeling great about themselves. Atlanta's probably not feeling great after being up 4 nothing after one. I mean, a first inning grand slam, that place is literally off the hook and everyone's smelling victory and everyone outside. And boom, right? 
I mean, Adam Duvall, 4 nothing, and then Atlanta gets outscored 9-1 to the rest of the way. So we'll see if Dusty Baker can get these Astros into a Game 7. That's for sure. All right, if you want to call, get that hand icon. We'll put you right on if you want to talk about the World Series, the NBA, or anything going on in the NFL, the Giants, and the Kansas City Chiefs uh, tonight. Again, the Kings yesterday, and they're they're shooting, especially their three-point shooting. You know, De'Aaron Fox shooting 17%. And I'm going to talk about this on my podcast tomorrow. The three-point shooting uh, in the NBA is crazy right now. There, You know, sometimes you look at box scores and you see teams taking more than 50, more than 50 three-point attempts in a game. Absolutely crazy. More than 50 three-point attempts a game. And you take it on a team tomorrow in the Utah Jazz, and what they do, they got the stifle tower. All right? They've got Rudy Gobert, who, by the way, is the Western Conference Player of the Week. And the Utah Jazz... They only allow, through six games, 98 points a game. The only one better in the West are the Denver Nuggets. At, uh, I think the Nuggets, last time I looked, were allowing like just under uh, 97 a ball game. So you have the Jazz and the Nuggets, uh, two best teams defensively in the West. And you better make shots against that team. And by making shots, I mean you better not be missing free throws. You better not be missing layups. You know, you better not be missing, you know, open shots. Because if you miss shots against the Jazz, they're just too good. Good, And they're going to eat you up. They're going to eat you up. Steve, thank you for uh, joining me here on Listen Up. What can I do for you? Hey, Grant. I really appreciate your programming that you're reaching out to us folks back in California after what's happened over thank the you. last year and a half. Thank I have you. two questions for you. First, what's your take on the... Oakland A's manager now becoming the San Diego Padres manager. How well, did that happen? I'll tell you right now, if I had a team, I'd want Bob Melvin managing my team. I'll tell you how it happens because the Oakland A's don't do anything right. Uh, they're cheap. They have bad ownership. And I don't know how you let Bob Melvin leave. I really don't. Bob Melvin, to me, uh, was instrumental in the A's being so successful. And, he, you know, a three-year deal. Again, he's respected by everybody in Major League Baseball. And I, I mean, I don't get it. I don't know how the Oakland A's do not give him the money that he needs to stay as their skipper. Terrible. I thought that's a great hire, great hire by the San Diego Padres. Yeah, I was very shocked and very pleased with that. Second question for you, more on your, your personal situation, your your legal matters. How yep. is your wife handling all of this? Well, it's been, it it's, it's been hard for my entire family. I don't like talking about my personal life very much, but my entire family, uh, it's been very, very hard, and I'll just leave it at that. All right. Very good. Hang in there. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that very much. I really appreciate your phone call. Thank you. Hey, if you want to call the uh, program, you can get to uh, the hand icon, and you can raise your hand, and I will put you uh, right on before we adjourn uh, for the day. You know, back to that question by Steve. It's it's hard it's hard on my friends too. It's hard on everybody because again, I believe that the vast majority of people know that what happened to me was wrong, and that you know to lose your job over all lives matter, every single one is a travesty. And I've I've been very open and honest about the people that I've discussed this with on my podcast. I've shared the stories. 
uh, about the conversations that I've had with uh, many people. And I, you should see the reactions on people's face when they don't know about my situation. And I tell them they're like a guest. They're, just, they're, they're, they're blown away, both white and black people. You know, it's, it's, I wish I had a camera for every time I told someone that's not aware of my situation and I tell them what happened. They can't believe it. They're absolutely blown away. It's just a really sad, and this has nothing to do, by the way, whether you like me or not. You know, people go, well, I don't like Grant, so I'm glad he got fired. Well, that has nothing to do with it. You know, you cannot like somebody and still say, well, that that's wrong, what happened to them. If you judge what happened to somebody based on whether you personally like them or not, that's wrong. And yet there were so many people that do that, and it's sad. You know, I sit back and I just kind of feel sorry for those people. And I really mean that. I, I feel sorry for them. Because I got to tell you, there are people that I don't like. And when I see bad things happen to them, I don't celebrate. I don't go, oh, wow, that's great. No. If something wrong, in other words, if if I see an individual that I don't care for and they get screwed, something bad happens to them, I, I don't I don't celebrate that. Because what is right is right, and what is wrong is wrong. And if you turn your head the other way, when you know something is wrong, if you turn your head the other way, when you know somebody is getting screwed, then shame on you. You know, you're you're just, you're, I don't know how you look in the mirror. I don't know how you go to bed at night. If you see an injustice, speak up on it. You know, if you see an act of hate, speak up on it. Do something about it. If you remain silent, well, you're kind of part of the problem, are you not? I mean, I, I, that's just human relations 101 to me. Just you shouldn't really be based on whether you care for someone or not. It's just absurd. It really is. Just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, again, coming up tonight in just a little bit, you've got the uh, Giants and the Chiefs. With your Monday Night Football, two teams that are really uh, not very good this year. I mean, the Chiefs, they could still write the ship, but they can't write the ship if they lose tonight. Uh, they are at 3-4, and four, uh, the Giants at 2-5. and five. Tomorrow, back with you at 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific. Uh, we'll talk about this game. We'll preview more of the World Series. We'll have fun with that and anything else that happens between now and then uh, in the world of sports. College football. And you look at the rankings as we get down now to November and the nitty gritty. And it looks to me like Cincinnati is absolutely going to be in the final four, which I don't think they should be. But how about Michigan State and what they did to Michigan on Saturday, which was a dandy of a game. That was a heck of a game. Uh, The best game on the card uh, this past weekend. All right. Hey, folks, make it a great afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. Grant Napier is saying so long. I'll talk to you tomorrow, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.